Hi, and welcome to the Hospital IQ Podcast. I'm Michael Krogman. With us today is Brian Dickerson, our Senior Director of Healthcare Workforce Solutions. Hospitals struggle to find enough nurses to staff properly. But a point you've made many times in the past is not from issues related to patient care, but from the other parts of the job. I think there's lots of things that contribute to that factor. One of them is the amount of work they have. It's not their want to deliver care. Sometimes they're overloaded with the amount of patients they have to deal with. And then there's the constant churn of where am I going to work? Am I going to have a good day or bad day? Am I going to get moved around? Am I going to put put in a situation where I get transferred to a different location that I'm not as competent? It creates a lot of stress. Even in a nursing leadership role, trying to figure out how to make sure you have the staff aligned to the needs of the workforce in an environment where you don't have any heads up and you don't really know what's coming your way. It's very stressful. If these negative issues are sort of known throughout the profession, why do you think they persist? The number one challenge right now is the awareness that there is a better way. Staffing has been done a certain way for a long time, and people just assume this is the way it is. And they don't really understand that there is things in data science and a good prediction can help you understand and get a better view of what's coming your way so you can be pre-prepared for that workload. You can realign your staff to what's coming a day or two in advance so there isn't all that chaos and there isn't all that stress. You can look at today, and instead of staffing constantly reacting to the admits that come in, it changes the game in understanding that you can staff once in the morning, and for the most part, the rest of your day is done because we have a good map of what's coming. Sounds like it's almost as if they're so busy at work, they might know that this isn't the best way, but it's the way that they know, and there's no time to sit back and look around for a better way to do things. Fundamentally, that probably is hit the nail on the head. These leaders are barely keeping their heads above water, working their butts off to try to keep things moving, and they don't really have the time to be innovative. And they're very fearful of adding more work to their team. And that's one of the reasons why at Hospital IQ, I tell every client, if I am not saving your time, I'm not doing the job I need to do. We need to give back time, and we have, to make sure that there is the time needed to be more proactive. We go into our implementations with number one, we look at the current processes and we implement workflows that streamline and make it easier. And that gives time back. So the nursing managers, the staffing office, the charge nurses have less work to do around staffing. And then we ask them to allocate a little bit of that time back to being proactive, which inherently when you become more proactive and you're making adjustments to staffing into the future for, it gives back more time on the day of so that they can focus on the things that they should be focusing on, which is patient care. And that has happened substantially in her insults. That would be where consultants or trendy management techniques around productivity fall short, right? Because if you come in from the outside and assess the situation and say, okay, at these three processes and at these two meetings every week, you're adding work. And that's not helping. Healthcare is riddled with projects with consultants and, and even software companies that have come in and implemented solutions that can drive value. But what happens is eventually the teams go back to doing things the way they've done in the past. So it's this perpetual cycle of consulting, implementing processes, and then two years later, you don't even know you did the project because you're right back to where you were. So we focus on usability and sustainability by making it easier. 
quite often in some of the installations, we talk about our big competitor and a big competitor is paper because people can write things down really quick. They end up going back to a paper process. So we target that and we make a process that's far easier than even paper. But the drawback of paper, of course, is if you don't have that paper with you, you don't have that information. So if the information isn't shared universally throughout the department, that can lead to breakdowns and confusion. In the staffing process, one of the things we run into is quite often out in the units, if somebody agreed to work an extra shift, maybe they knew that they're going to be short-staffed and it doesn't get put into the system. So the staffing office is making an assumption that they're running one nurse short, but they've already covered it. So they're allocating staff to a particular unit when they didn't need to and somebody else is starving for resources. As soon as you write it on a sheet of paper, nobody else knows about it. And then because it's on the paper, everybody else's data is inaccurate. And then, of course, somebody else writes it on paper and your data is inaccurate. You mentioned predictions. When nurses and unit managers only have time to focus on the present and not look even a few hours into the future, what is the value of those predictions to them? This is where our clients will talk about the 24 by 7 staffing that they had been doing compared to they have their bed huddles in the morning, they lay out their daily or two-day plan, and then they go do their other jobs because now that plan is pretty solid. It may change, but it's not going to change anywhere near at the rate that it had before they only knew what our census is right now. It's that crystal ball that says, well, you're not going to put that staff there because of the future reason versus I'm going to put that staff there because I have no clue what the future is. It's really interesting to see a better way forward for this and that we can greatly simplify things and really turn the focus to where it should be, which is patient care. I firmly believe that turnover in nursing is huge and nurses leaving the bedside of the profession altogether is a big problem and we can help with that. If we want to talk about just the financial impact, hiring and training new nurses is pretty expensive, right? So if you can reduce your turnover, you're coming out ahead financially. Yes, there's a wide range of costs of replacing an RN from thirty to $60,000, depending on the organization, depending on the RN and the training. It takes the cost plus the recruiting costs and everything. And then unfortunately, if the supply is not there, you have to run short for a while, which then means you're putting a bigger burden on your existing staff and you put yourself in this perpetual cycle. By the time you get somebody hired, then you got a couple other people leaving. To me, it's really, really, really important uh, financially and culturally to improve that life experience for those caregivers, keep them at the bedside longer. Nursing is not an easy job, right? It's extremely important, and it does have a financial impact on the organization. So people are happier, and it saves money. Yeah, and I think it's important that I always talk about this as here's what we're going to do to save because we have to implement, we have to have sustainability. Here's how first we're going to make your lives better. And oh, by the way, here's the financial savings because nurses are gun shy by implementations that take more time because of the promise of financial savings. And what they really want to do is provide high quality care. And if you and I think about that, if our children were in the hospital, what would we want them doing? Worrying about financial issues or high quality care? So we need to implement things that take care of them, but inherently also drive financial outcomes. And that is where we've gone. That's great, Brian. It really shows just how important the happiness of your staff can be to an organization's bottom line. For Brian Dickerson, I'm Michael Krogman, and this has been the Hospital IQ Podcast.